Okay, welcome to Leafs Talk. Yeah, this is going to be fun. The Leafs lose the Anaheim Ducks. Um, the Anaheim Ducks, the pretty much widely accepted worst team in the NHL in a game where the team desperately needed a win to close their West Coast road trip. Uh, Sam McKee, you're back with me. I'm J.D. Bunkus. Um, this is a nightmare. Like, there's just no other way to describe this. This is this is just a flat-out nightmare. Yeah, man. I, yeah. Like, it really, really, really is a tough pill to swallow. And I, you know, I've been working in this job for a long time, and I don't hate like I used to. I don't love like I used to. But I'm coming into this show right now with a very, very bad mood. I I really can't believe that just happened. They're the worst feeling. They're the worst team in the league by far. Every metric they kept talking about on the broadcast. It's like, they're not only record bad, they are bad, bad. Everything you measure hockey by, they are by far the worst team in the league. You have a three, one lead in the third period. Just salt the game away. And there's a boneheaded turnover trying to create more offense by Marner. It goes down the other way. They get going. The Leafs turn into the shell boys where they're afraid to make a mistake. Bing, bing. Should have lost in regulation. Got a gift there. They don't do anything with the gift. And they lose in overtime. This is a completely unacceptable result for a team trying to pull themselves out of a tailspin. It's really bad right now. And I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know where you can go from here. There's one move. Well, this is what's brutal is the conversation has been building about Sheldon Keefe and his job security. And you and I talked about it, man, after the first game of the season, we said, Hey, what's going to end up happening here with this guy? How is his tenure going to survive being 500 was our worst case scenario Mm -hmm. through the first 10 games of the season. Well, they're below 500 through the first 10 games and they're below 500 with losses now. And it's like, I'm repeating myself, but it's so true. It's Arizona. It's Anaheim. (laughs) It's the Montreal Canadiens. Like, you couldn't find worse losses than these. And for them to come out and play the the first period, I thought, fine, okay, this is the way that you're going to play tonight. This is okay. You're going to get away with one. It shouldn't have really been tied. Um, for them to play the way they did in the second and then to have the turnovers that you outlined in the third. And they got a gift. They shouldn't have even gotten a point tonight. Like, that uh, goaltender interference call was a joke. I have no idea how the hell that happened. I mean, like, Dave can probably run it for us over and over again. You tweeted it. Like, that was a complete desperation move to challenge that. Like, I really can't believe they overturned that. I, you know, it was the exact same situation. Well, similar situation to the one with Sagan, right? Mm -hmm. Where, are we going to roll it here? Is this it? Yeah. And, yeah, like, there's there's bodies in the paint. There's a little bit of contact here and there. Come on. Did you see whose skate it went in off, by the way? Yeah, it was Justin Hall. Uh, oh poor Justin God. Hall, who just oh can't catch a break. Like, oh, my God. Man. You know what, yeah. though? Can I, can I give you a quick take on this? Yeah. I actually think that Justin Hall now is almost out of the crossfire because everyone stinks so bad that yeah. it, to even have a whipping boy conversation is stupid. And this is kind of where I'm going with Sheldon Keefe, is that does anyone actually think Barry Trotz is going to show up here and, and fix what the hell is happening with this team right now? Does it, does know. anybody think that Barry Trotz is going to replace uh, like what what's on this blue line right now? Do you think that Barry Trotz is going to snap all these forwards into shape? This bottom six that continues to look just like a hodgepodge mishmash of different guys. Sheldon keeps desperate. He's throwing everything up against the wall. He's playing every single body that he has at his disposal. But at the end of it, it's like, 
Look at what that bottom six is. Look at who's in net tonight for them. By the way, the kid had to stand on his head in the second period, yeah. like made a who's ton of best, saves, kept the minute. best player in the, in the second period by far. By far. By far yeah. their best guy. And guess what? He gives up that third goal in the wraparound where you go, that's a terrible goal. Yeah, yeah guess well. what? He's Eric Schalgren. <laughs> he like, plays you give the, up he's supposed to be in the shots. AHL. He's supposed to be in the AHL. 30 shots to the Anaheim know. Ducks. The AHL goalie with the sub-900 save in the NHL last year is going to let in a couple. So, anyway, I thought it was a gutless effort from a team that really needed to show something tonight. And for them to play just with such a lack of structure, such a lack of purpose in such an actual meaningful game is embarrassing. Yeah, I agree. And they're, I mean, the desperation stuff, bud, started before the game, right? Mm-hmm. He, he shakes everything up. He's putting Riley with Sandine to start the game. He's playing Nylander at center. You know, he's trying to always oh, doing all these big moves. And then the desperation continued into the game by benching Marner after, hey, a deserved one. Yep. But that's just something that we've never really seen him do. Like, I think he did it one time maybe in his tenure benching Marner. But, like, he never does that. So that's another desperation move. And then the third period, the challenge of that goal was another desperation move. It worked out. Yep. So I guess credit to him. But this is a guy that is completely feeling it. And he sho- and it shows that, I don't know, man. I It just, are they bad? Like, are they this bad? Is, this is the question that I asked Bourne on Saturday's show on the podcast and that was the title of the podcast are the Leafs a good team and right now I don't know how the hell you could say they are because you can say that they've got talent on their team you can say that they've got guys who you shouldn't really be all that worried about over the course of a regular season and Marner and Matthews and Nylander and Tavares but again your leaders tonight that's who killed you Marner Mm -hmm. with two deadly turnovers and then gets benched where was Matthews in the second and third period was was he playing with force again? No, like another kind of sleepy game from him. Nylander down the middle of the ice, like, I don't know. They can run that experiment out there, I guess, on nights like this. I guess that's what it's for in a in a time where you're not overly desperate, I guess. But it wasn't exactly like that line was playing with any force either. And then Tavares had a horrible turnover in this game too where he tries to clear a puck up the middle like you're the captain of Maple Leafs. What are you doing? Why are you clearing a puck, a soft puck, through the middle of the ice that so- ends up in the back of your net? I just... It's really, really hard to explain what's happening here. And yeah, okay, fine. We can see them fire the coach, but I just, I don't think that the solutions are coming that way. I just, I think the number one thing, if you're pointing to Sheldon Keefe getting fired, it's the attention to detail stuff. Like you, you pictured, you pictured Barry Trotz coming in and being the hard nosed guy that's get coaches these guys up and nails it down and they start making better decisions with the puck and they start, you know, playing a little bit more of a responsible game. Because that's, I mean, I saw that. I didn't watch the game fully last night, but I saw all the highlights of the turnovers that led to the goals again. again. It's it's again tonight, it's turnovers. that The things that are coachable seem bad to me right now. You know, like I said, like the attention to detail, the the power play is looking a little better than I guess. I got a goal. The penalty kill does not look good to me. I just, the things that are coachable don't seem like they're really hot. So that's kind of pitching to the side of maybe, Maybe a move like we have two days here now where they're coming home today after losing three in a row to California, two dreadful teams there. They have and they they're off Monday. They're off Tuesday. They play at home again on Wednesday night against the Philadelphia Flyers. There's a natural little break here where there's, you know, it's the this is kind of a scary time. Like Sheldon Keefe is not having a great flight home tonight. Like he is. Dude, concerned I, I about can't this. wait to hear. I can't wait to hear his postgame media conference because. Mm-hmm. 
This is a guy who talked after the first loss to Montreal. Man, I'm like repeating myself from all these other podcasts because it's the same nightmare performance it's from them over and over. Like to. it's it's the same script just about every single time. But he used up a bullet tonight. He said it after the Montreal loss. You can't use your bullets. He implored his coaching staff not to. He poured himself in kerosene with that comment after the Coyotes game and then backtracking it and going back and forth. And it's like, well, your team's fighting it. Your team is not fighting for you when they know that you're straight in the crosshairs right now when it comes to your position. And now you just bench Mitch Marner. And yeah, you're going to have to face the Toronto Maple Leafs media and the news cycle until Wednesday now yeah. when you don't play. That's what I mean. There's no just way. Gonna be there's no hiding non-stop. from it. No, dude. It, it remi- I've, again, repeating myself from other shows, but this reminds me of Charlie Montoya. Mm-hmm. This just reminds me of Charlie Montoya where an, a team of talented players was not performing up to snuff. Their leadership core didn't look like they were playing with enough intensity. They went out West. They had an absolute stink bomb performance. People talked about whether or not the manager should be fired. All the little fanboys that it's a pretty good parallel. The, all the fanboys that defend and say it's not anybody's fault stumped for Charlie said it couldn't happen. And I feel the same way with Sheldon Keith. The only issue is, what what is Kyle Dubas going to fire his guy 10 games in he's going to go to Brennan Shanahan and say let's fork over a huge bag of money to Barry Trotz who now all of a sudden becomes like more powerful than Dubas within the organization as a non lame duck general manager versus a coach with an extension I just don't I don't that work I don't think that I don't think that Dubas would do it that's why I think the conversation is a moot point I think it's going to have to be probably Shanahan that's like I mean we've talked about this with Kipper and Bourne a lot but he's going to be like hey it's got to be Shanahan or it's he he says Kip it, you know it's me oh it's, sorry it's you or it's both of you like both you guys or it's one of you guys. like what do you want to do here because he's going to have to step in and make a decision but they obviously love him they love Keith I guarantee that Shanahan loves Keith like it's all yeah. these guys have been together for a long time so this is this is not firing uh, Babcock. Like, this is not that no. situation. There was obviously those two. <laughs> they hated each other, those two guys. It's pretty clear that there was not a, a lot of love lost between Babs and and this is a completely different kettle of fish. This is a very, very serious move. And it's just, it's excusing the players if you do it. It's excusing your own team building if you do it. Like, this team, the bottom six, like we've talked about every goddamn podcast, it's just not good enough, and they're not playing good enough. They're getting nothing from these guys. I know they got a shorty tonight or whatever, but that's just no, that's but a shorty thing. I don't even want to blame the bottom six. Like I almost feel bad doing that because you know what the no. issue is right now with this team? It's that their top four guys that make the huge money are not engaged enough in the play. Like yeah. plain and simple, that's just the facts. Yeah. Like they they no, didn't it's... lose this game because they didn't have secondary scoring. Those no. guys chipped in what you needed them to on a night against the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. You lost this game because your star players didn't Turned have that over. attention in on detail. Bad spots, yeah. Yep. Turn it over they did not spot. play so, like winners tonight. They did not we, play like it, guys that everyone was told, well, they actually took a step last year in the playoffs against Tampa. Hey, this Leafs team, they're going to be different this year. They learned something from now. Now they're going to be hungry, blah, 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 whatever the hell it was. This is not how you show up hungry. This is not how you no. show up different. This is awful. So can we talk about Marner getting benched? I mean, that's, sure. the, biggest, that's the biggest talking point probably to come out of the game other than the stink bomb performance. But I, yeah. I thought, I listen, it's to me benching a guy, you know, it's like, oh, and your punishment is you're going to continue to play with your best buddy all night. Like, 
Yeah. You, you, you sat down for one shift and then you just get to keep going right out there with Mar with Matthews every shift. Like there's no to me that that really didn't change anything for me with Marner. And like, I don't think that that part of it where it's just like, yeah, guess what? He's going to still play on the top line. Sure. It's one shift. He goes down. He has his little, he has his little hissy fit. He smacks a stick or whatever out of, out of the camera site. He walks down, he makes a big thing of it. But like, to me, he just goes out there and plays with Matthews. It's not that big a punishment. Do you agree? Or like, do you think it's a big thing? I think that the way the game script happened, screwed them over to a certain degree right away. Like the game gets tied and Sheldon knows that if he benches Mitch Marner and doesn't play him with Austin Matthews and the Leafs lose, people are going to say, why did you pick this spot to try and punish him when it's the third period and you need to go out and try to get a win? I think it was it was a really tough position for him. Like, where else are you supposed to put him? You put him with Nylander. You put him with Tavares. Like, he's still going to play with a good player. I think yeah. in that situation, you had to give yourself the best chance to win. I know what you're saying. Or, like, your point is well just, taken. Or, or you just leave him on the bench. Yeah, but you can't do that because if you lose the game and you don't have Mitch Marner, you're yeah. you're looking like a bit of a clown, too. I'm and just saying what? it's a no-win situation. Guess what? They all look like clowns regardless. It doesn't matter. So it's a moot point, I guess, because they all turned out looking like clowns. But, man... I just like you understand what I'm saying. I guess I see your side of it too. You you want to win the game. I get it. But you should have enough guys in your lineup with skill to beat the 32nd team in the yeah, league that's playing the worst. But they did. Obviously, but they don't. And they and, and they didn't again. And and it's like it's one thing to say that, but again, this is a team that lost to Montreal, that lost mm-hmm. to Arizona, mm-hmm. and has lost the San Jose Sharks, and now the Anaheim Ducks. Like, I don't, I don't think that they have the deserve to beat anybody. And you know what? This is what's so frustrating about this team at times. Like they play with an entitlement to them, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's an entitlement to this group. And it's like, you have done nothing. You have not won in the playoffs. You have racked up stats and you've got contracts outside of that. Nothing has been accomplished. Why are you showing up to this season? Like you're the Tampa Bay lightning. Like you can just coast for the first month of the season. Why are you showing up like the golden state warriors? Like the warriors just lost to the Charlotte Hornets last night, right? Who cares? They just hung up another banner. They can yeah. have a night where they lose so, the Charlotte Hornets. That's always been, I mean, that's always been the complaint with this team, though, is the sense of entitlement. And it's not, it's not just with the team. It's from the top down. Like, it's, you know, it's Dubas. It's the way he addresses the media. Yeah. Like, we think about all those, those season-ending um, press conferences where he's just like, they, were Dub- they just double down, triple down. They say there was no problem with the way the guys played. Like, yeah. there's this sense of entitlement, this sense. But the flip side of it is there's this sense of, loyalty that Dubas has to these four guys and let's this core and this style and the way that he wants to play that ultimately may cost him everything. Like he's been well, no, loyal. He painted himself into a corner at this point. Like the, again, mean? this is, well, it's just, it's, what is he going to do now? You can't move off of the position through a drastic trade. Like that's just not going to happen. And also right now, this is you, a point that I made on my own gotta, podcast. Well, you got to make a trade here soon because you can't keep rolling this decor out there, buddy. This is, the, this is the point that I was making on my podcast the other day about how, how are you supposed to give Dubas the leverage to move multiple future picks right now to try to improve a core that isn't showing you anything? Like, this isn't a move that's trying to put you over the top. Like, this is a full-blown, desperate heave that you need to make. Like, our boy that we no one's ever seen play, but everyone says is going to save the Maple Leafs. Oh, Jake, Jake, Jake. <laughs> like, how Trading are you two first round picks for a hope and a prayer there? I have no idea. I'm just saying that to me, the premise of this entire year was if this Leafs team looks awesome come deadline, 
then Dubas would be empowered to move whatever the hell he wants to get it done. But if this team looks crap, this is what's terrifying about having a lame duck GM is you go, well, you're not here beyond this contract. We're not sure you're going to be here anymore because they're obviously basing the, his next contract on the results of the season. How are you giving that person the wiggle room to use multiple picks? I just, to Dude, me, it's actually, actually like the more we talk about it, it's just a capital D disaster. No, right they're, now. they're screwed, man. They're, that's like, what I'm saying. They're painted themselves into a corner. I don't know how you change the no, coach. No, but like, but not even like, no, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that you're trading one of the four guys in this season. That's not what I meant. I just meant yeah, I know. year over year over year, the same result and keeping with the same guys. I didn't mean like in this season, you're not going to no, trade dude. one of the four guys in this season, but like, I get it. You're right. You're right. It's just, there's, there's every sort of, it's all pointing in different directions. Like the, the, the trajectory of this team that is supposed to be, this is when they're supposed to be coming off their second. This is supposed to be their prime. Their, there's, you know, but they're supposed to have won by now. That's the thing. Like all this planning and where you're at right now, like you mentioned, it is. It's like Tampa. It's like the Leafs are in that post-era Blackhawks without the Blackhawks Cups. You know, like they're they're got the big contracts where they've got the big contracts where they don't have they have to get rid of guys and they have to mix guys in the bottom six and it's just they're it's so weird the position they're in because they've never gotten over the hump and you can tell there's just this sense of entitlement. It's 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 a it's a mess. It's an it's, absolute mess right now. It's really bad that they showed up for the season this way. It's, you know, people can say whatever the hell they want that it's only 10 games into the year no, and that not, this but, team is. No, but no, but stop. I'm that just saying. Right Let me step okay. on that right now. I'm so sick of it's of people saying it's early. It's not. No, it's early not. Because we've been watching the same for six yeah. years. Yeah. It's not early. It's like, how do you possibly say oh it's early you know these guys have proven so much that they'll pull themselves out of it yeah maybe they'll have a hot regular season but like you said they haven't proved anything it is not early no that is it's not the furthest thing from the truth it is not early at all i i don't think that i don't think that it's an unjustified move to fire sheldon keith i think that you have to try something and i've said that this is the only thing that you can do again it was very much like the blue jays situation where i went you're not making some drastic trade you have this lever of firing a coach and you have to try it. And the, the reason why I do think that you have to try it is can you imagine him going into that dressing room tonight? What, like, what's he going to say? I actually feel like if you're Sheldon Keefe, tonight is where you just let it all hang out and you just say exactly how you feel. You don't sugarcoat. You don't hold back a thing. You let it hang loose. You yeah. bring it into the post-game media conference. You say everything about how you've truly felt about this season so far and everything that you've been trying to instill as a message. The thing that's still continues just, to kill I'm me too is checking, like, I'm just checking here to see if he's talked yet to see if he said anything. He's definitely I, spoken. No, he hasn't spoken yet because no? the, the quotes would be floating in. Did he, he, take, did he, did he leave the building? Did he pull like, did he just like scoot out the back door? Are you going, I, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not wearing this one. I'm not taking all the bullets for these guys. Let well, Marner here, go to the podium. Well, here's, well, Marner did speak and he said, Marner yeah. on team's confidence level. It's yeah. very high. We started yeah. off a lot worse last year, and everyone <laughs> tried to put, you know, yeah. shambles in our brain. It's not going to happen with us. Okay. Well, guess what? Then this is the old, if you I got don't want the narrative like this. Watching this every night. I got shambles in my brain even hearing that quote. Like, yeah. <laughs> first of oh, God, there's so many things about that that piss me off. It's like, yeah, wouldn't you have learned from last season then, too, that you wanted to start the year stronger, especially given, like, 
all of the discussion that's around your team. Anyway, I thought the Marner benching tonight was obviously justified. You can't have mm-hmm. those two turnovers. No. And especially the second one where it's just, it's brutal. Like game situation for you to do that is horrific. Um, and then what? There's like one good shift from him after that where it's kind of an okay shift. And he should have scored an overtime to win the game. Yeah, that was a robbery. That was yeah. a robbery, but guess what? Like, I they didn't get goalied tonight. Like, no, this Gib- wasn't a John Gibson. He made a couple of big saves, two 10 bellers, the one on Marner and the one on Tavares. But nobody's crying goalied tonight. No one's no, crying about no, the. No. By the way, John Gibson's got like a goals against a five this year. He's been yeah. dreadful. Yeah, so it's, he's it's not a 885 save percentage here. Pretty year. sure so, that if you got some clean looks on him, you'd have been fine. Anyway, I think that that's it. Like, I, I, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. The Leafs are the. They're the student that has everything. They're the student that has, you know, money, opportunity, uh, smarts. And you just look and go, why doesn't this kid do better in school? Like, why doesn't this kid perform? And it's because there's not a lack. There's a lack of attention. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's detailed. And there's no commitment to the work. And so guess what? When push comes to shove the student just kind of middles out. And that's always how I feel about the Leafs. I know. And the Ducks, I feel like, like this is rock bottom for the loss of the season. Like this is way worse than the other teams that they've lost to. Like the, the Ducks are not like a hard work. The Sharks game was quite bad. No, too. But, but, they, but they're at least like a hard working, you know, they got like younger guys. They got some good players. Like the Ducks are like a mishmash of guys who don't care. Like they're all, they're all you know, guys. It's Klingberg it's just, on the one year yeah, deal. The it's, like Shat, it's like Shattenkirk. Who's got like the sunburn playing golf every day. Like these guys, like <laughs> Henrik, they, they don't care. Like these guys, yeah. You know, it's like they, the Ducks, this is the worst one to me by far. There's just, this is the lot worst loss this season. They're playing the worst, like the Habs, they're plucky. Like they got guys that try, like they love playing against the Leafs, Coyotes. They're bad too. But this one to me is the most unacceptable one. So we'll see. Maybe it was the presence of Yusei Kikuchi tonight that uh, threw off the, threw off the, the Leafs. He was sitting front where front row wearing a yeah. Ducks jersey. By the way, though. <laughs> Don't you kind of respect it? You go to the hometown team, yeah, you wear the hometown 100%, jersey. 100%. Buddy, I went to a Savers game last night. I was cheering for yeah. the Savers. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know it's a little different that. when you're getting paid by Toronto. People are going, hey, Kikuchi, like, yeah. you're getting a lot of dough. Could you yeah, make more money than Connor for the. Yeah. You're making more money than Connor McDavid, pal. Could you maybe, yeah. <laughs> could you maybe cheer for the Leafs? But I Anyways, don't know. I don't even really know what else to say about this game well, because, like I said, I, I think that the it was the stars tonight that killed them. I think it's their coach, you, you're right, that just isn't helping them right now. He's just mm-hmm. not helping the situation. I think they've got a lifeless bench. I think that they really lack identity, and I think that their star players have just not shown that they're going to pull them out of this rut yet. And I guess when those guys, like the pee whack boys, decide that they're going to try to lift this team up by the bootstraps mm-hmm. and score a bunch of goals and play with some intensity, like that's when they'll start to normalize. But yeah, it makes it a lot harder when you've got back-to-backs with Shalgren and Nett you're grinding Samsonov, who was supposed to be your backup goaltender, mm-hmm. who's making, you know, less than two mil. Yeah. And you've got this blue line that's got, uh, yeah, some pretty forgettable players on it. And even the guys that you are paying don't really look like they're performing either. So, so, but other than that, oh, you blew a shoe there. Other than that, all good. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. fine. <laughs> other than every, literally everything being wrong right now, it's pretty decent. Like... It's pretty good, other than oh the everything. Oh, my God. This is a, just a disaster. So, tomorrow morning, like, you think it keeps behind the bench against the Flyers on Wednesday? 
yeah, I don't think that they'll be reactionary. I think that they'll try to weather out, like they'll try to ride the storm with Keith. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it's going to be a situation where they're, they're going to have to keep losing games for a little while. They're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But my guess would actually be that the quote unquote termination clock date would be at the earliest 20 games in. Would it shock me if they pulled the move? No, because at this point, like what are like, how could anything shock you? I just, I still have such a tough time believing that Dubas is going to lay all of this at the feet of the only coach that he's ever hired. So apparently someone asked Keith if he's worried about his losing his job tonight in the post game scrum. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, give me the Nostradamus uh, lean because people got mad at me when I said after the first game that I was talking about the coach being fired after 10 games or that that was the narrative. But that was exactly what I gave you. I said 10 games. If they're under 500, this is what it was going to be. And this is what it is. So, yeah, this is the 10th game. Um, You, my friend, Mr. Uh, Notre Dame, Mr. Sports guy. Good job. You did it. You did it. Aren't you so happy? Yeah. <laughs> aren't you so happy? You only have 70 more games of this oh to go. Oh, my potentially God, man. About this can, they ju- like, can they just play? Like, I just long because I went. OK, so I went to the Sabres game last night and they're in such a fun period of their like rebuild because yeah. they've sucked forever. And now they've got this young team with all these studs that like they're fun. They're not they're not a really good team. But they're trying their bags off. They got these fun young players. Their fans are into it. It's the buildup. You're excited. Remember what we felt like about this team in like 2016, 2017, like when this first was starting? Yep, it was Jimmy. just, and now it's just, they've given up. We've gotten nothing out of it. We've gotten you know what, though? nothing that's out of why, it. That's why there's this added level of animosity towards the team from the fan base right now. Like if you, here's my guess if you're watching this show, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you have probably gotten a text from a friend that has said, I hate this team. Oh, my God. I'm feeling and, a lot of those. These things, yep, pal. exactly. <laughs> and, it, and you know what? If you're in a group of Leaf fans, then that is 100% a text that has been floated around this group. And part of the reason why is unfilled potential. It's that an organization that has so rarely through most people's lives given any optimism or any hope, mm. it's we like they it. finally gate everybody hope. And that's the it. thing. It's it's literally the Shawshank line. Like hope is a dangerous thing. Hope will drive <laughs> oh, a man ever? insane. Oh, is it? Hope ever? happened for Leaf fans for the first time in forever, and everyone got all excited about it. Everyone acted like people talked about the Leafs as the Death Star. They said that they are the Yankees again. That uh, they were going to be a bully on the block, Jesus. and all of it is backfired. And the rest of the league gets to laugh. And those guys are. That just like signal of now, that's what they represent is just the failure over and over again. And watching this window, it's not closed, right? No, all, of course all not. The, like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, I mean, those two of those guys are only on for this year and next. Mm, so great. we'll see. But yeah, there's obviously some runway for them to go. They got a long season where they can change some of these narratives. But yeah, that I think that feeling of... The potential of losing out on a core like this yeah, and not, not having it work for scary. And, and literally it's, into just being embarrassed. Dude, it's, really, it's really scary. It's, it's terrifying. So, and I hung out with like a bunch of Sabres fans last night, Habs fans, and they're all like, oh, yeah, uh, Lace, tripping the Lace. I'm like, hey, guys, don't worry. I hate them way more than you do. Like, yeah. guaranteed. <laughs> like, yeah. they, like, they're just, like, I'm telling you, these two guys that I was with, Habs fans, and they're just, 
loving it. They're drinking our tears. Like they just, there's nothing yeah, they course. love more than this right now. A good team that's supposed to be good, just playing like crap. And it's the Leafs. And they just get to hammer everybody. It's just, it's just a really bad situation for Leaf fans right now. I, I anyway. feel for all you guys watching it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I am, cause anyway. I am one. Except I'm a if Sabres you, fan now, so. If you want to feel better Sabre about yourself stock. tonight. Tage, Tage, Tage. <laughs> if you want to feel better about yourself, leave a five-star review for the yes, podcast. Yes. Subscribe to the page or to the show. And, yeah, follow the podcast. Uh, shoot us a follow at JD Bunkus at Sam McKee. But, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I got nothing else tonight. Like, I just, I got nothing. I got to save some anger for when they probably, you know, yeah, lose yeah. to the Flyers somehow. Like, it's funny, too. They haven't played anybody yet. Like, they played the Golden Knights. And they, they played nobody good. So they play the Flyers uh, mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and then you know who they play on Bruins. Saturday? Boston. Yeah, Bruins. Yeah. The Bruins. It's my good friend Mark Savard used to say. I know the Bruins. This team. <laughs> I know this Leafs team. Oh, they'll Here's beat the piss out of the Bruins. Guaranteed. Yeah. They'll, they'll beat win that the Bruins game on Saturday two. night. Oh, yeah. And they'll, find, they'll win like a hard-fought game yeah. somehow. They'll win like 5-2. And then and... we're the Godfather 3 meme. Just what I thought <laughs> <Yeah>. I was. <laughs> you pull me back in. Oh, exactly. That's what's going to happen. That's Anyways. the life of a Leaf fan, brother. That's the life of a Leaf fan. This is uh, the life we chose. You know what, though? At least mix in some wins because I thought that they were going to get one of those uh, those little cherry pick wins. Like, I thought tonight was going to be that yeah, one. That they were going to They kind of start. They got to start getting these kind of. Yeah. How about those ones? Get some how about the Atlantic? You look at the Atlantic. It's like, oh, those yeah. standings aren't looking as I thought they would. I, I'd love to see what the apologists are saying right now. Like, cause I, I, I'm there's, no, there's right no apologist. There's no apologist. Apo- leave apologist Twitter is probably not Quiet. really. It's, <laughs> it's a ghost town. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you, do you Elon think that Musk some guys have charts? Pay 20 bucks. They had, they had to delete yeah. their account. They're like, no, I got to get rid of it. I was going to say, do you, do you think some guy put out a chart tonight of like, Hey, actually the tops guys weren't so bad. And this no. Is pretty good stuff. No. no, the calculators were quiet tonight. No, no I, think, <laughs> I think there was a chart or two. Anyways, uh, this is Leaf Stock. I'm JD Bunkus. He's Sam McKee. We'll see you Wednesday night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right.